Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. You know, give people permission to speak into your life, and generally they will, but then take that criticism. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut Podcast, a weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and I have with me the other host and the mastermind behind the show, Brandon Cunningham. Brandon, tell folks how we are going to take over the world, the same thing we're going to do every day. We're going to make America great again, us and Donald Trump. America. Well, I don't know. (laughs) America. America. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I heard he's starting to fall in the polls, and and rightly so, because, like, when you lose the support of the Pope, (laughs) I don't know. I I think you lost a a big chunk of your voter base at that point. (laughs) I've been called out by a lot of people, but, yeah, when when the Pope tells you to sit down, you're like, oh, seriously? Come on. (laughs) Oh, man. Especially when you're not even Catholic. It'd be one thing if you were in the church. (laughs) Uh, the Pope said, "Stop." Yes, I, that, that's one thing that is not on my bucket list to be called out publicly the by the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's just a that's too much uh, celebrity, I guess, for me. I had a seventh grade science teacher, and he'd always people would say, "You know, you can be anything you want to be," and he'd always go, "You can't be Pope." <laughs> Why can't be Pope? Oh, you're not Catholic. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a that's a big deal, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a prerequisite, I think, but, you know. You can go through the classes and become Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So it's not like I you're... think the marriage and the kid things might get me in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, there's that. There's that. <laughs> also, <coughs> now, now, folks who are tuning in to our show for the very first time, we are a weekly podcast, and our, our goal is to help folks who are... Yeah, they, they find themselves stuck in a rut. They've got a great job. They have family. Maybe they don't have family, but they're, you know, maybe in their thirties, forties and there's just something more to life and they, they can't quite put their finger on it or say, that's it. That's what I want to do. Or maybe they do know what it is they want to do and, and they don't know how to go about achieving it. So every week, Brandon and I come together and we share some resources. We share tips. We even bring in folks to interview with, uh, except this week is not one of those weeks where we brought somebody in. Instead, uh, Brandon, you came up with a really cool question, and I'm going to throw it right back at you. Uh, and, th- and that question is, when do you know it's time to throw in the towel or go in a different direction? Which is funny because this is the political version of our podcast. We don't normally do uh, themed podcasts like this, but we figured it was a good time to talk politics. Now, if you like uh, the leading Democrat or the leading Republican, we're not really concerned about that as much as there's it's a great lesson in when do you throw in the towel and go, you know what, enough's enough. And and some politicians get that really good early. And yes. Some hang on too long. I think if I've uh, spent a hundred million dollars and I'm at one percent, I probably should throw in the towel and head in a different direction. But assuming you're not running for president, you're doing something else that you're just convinced. Maybe you know that the best way to go is to open up a hardware store in your town and you're going to be a success at it. It's what you've always wanted to do. And you've invested something in it and you're thinking, 
this is not working out. Maybe I need to go in a different direction. So how do you know when to do that? You've got money and, and reputation on the line. That's where it becomes really important to have a good group of advisors. And that's why I make the political reference because most of these people running for office have surrounded themselves with people that just say yes to everything they say. Everything they say could not possibly be gold. Some of what they say and do has to be wrong in one way or the other, especially when you have two people saying opposite things. One of them's got to be wrong. So you want to surround yourself with somebody that will give you good advice, good counsel, and not be too afraid to make a change because a lot of doors will be open and then They'll just suddenly start to close on you because you need to adapt and pivot in a different direction. So speaking with people, basically asking people, but the right people. So you don't want just yes men is what I just heard you say. Um, right. You do want to have advisors, though. And we've had multiple episodes where we have shared criteria for what makes a good advisor. So just assuming that somebody is listening right now who doesn't know what makes a good advisor, uh, what are some things that they should be looking in, looking for to have a good solid advisor. I think you want to be with someone who's also a success. You know, don't get financial advice from somebody who's broke. Don't get a personal trainer that's severely overweight. Be with somebody who's a success in either their field. Maybe they're a successful doctor and you're going into engineering. It doesn't have to be the same field, but just make sure they're a success in their life and, and seek that out. Plus, look at your own uh, body of work. Are you safe? Are you comfortable? Is everything running along smooth? That's a good time to say, I got to change directions. I'm not challenging myself anymore. Okay, good. So somebody who's actually a success in that area of their lives, definitely want to listen to them on. Um, how about reaching out to their customer base? So assuming that this person is in business, business hasn't been going well, uh, what's the value in reaching out to their customers and what kind of things should they be listening for from their customers or their, their public base? I think that's huge. You know, growing up, we had a snow cone guy that would come by and, you know, you've got the basic snow cone flavors. I think there were about 10, 15 snow cone flavors. There's a local snow cone store here that has a snow cone with pickles in it and a, a package of Kool-Aid. And it's called something. I don't remember what it's called. You may know, but it sounds incredibly disgusting to me. But people love this. And it came about from just listening to what their customers said. The The owner, I was asking her, I said, how in the world did you come up with this? And she said, I thought it was disgusting. I never thought of it in a million years. But some customers started to ask for it. And so we did it just to see what they would say. And it's our biggest seller because they listened to the people that they were supplying the product to. Don't necessarily believe that because you think it's a great idea, your customers do. You have to adapt to what they want, not necessarily what you want to sell, and and get that input back from them. Expect them to be honest with you. Awesome. I believe Malcolm Gladwell did a TEDx talk where he, he talked about how ragu went from one kind of spaghetti sauce because pretty much the whole industry only offered one kind of spaghetti sauce. And then somebody went out and tr uh, and created a bunch of different types of spaghetti sauces. And what they found out was that people loved variety, but not too much variety. So what they wound up with was something like 11 different types of sauce that, that reached out to 11 broad categories of, of tastes. Uh, I, I think they ultimately had something around 30 different tastes, but I mean, they can't make 30 types of sauce. Point of making those along the same lines, they, they reached out to the public and they got their feedback. They're like, what, what do you look for in a sauce? What is homemade sauce like for you? And then from there, they were like, oh, so mom didn't make it like 
we make it. She makes it like chunky or she makes it this way or she spices it up this way. Let's try some of that. And I just love that. You just go out to your customers and simply ask, right? What could I do to serve you better? I just love that. And that's, you don't want to take too big a sample because then, like you said, you're making 30 or 40 different things. You want to get the top five or six, maybe the top two or three, focus on them, get really good at that and and serve that customer base. And maybe that's where you're supposed to go with this. I know a lot of people start out with one idea, one concept, and next thing you know, they're doing something 180 degrees from where they headed because the customer is is dictating where they want them to go and if you're listening and you but you also want to make sure that you're serving yourself and and doing what you're good at and what you want to do the customers will tell you a lot and don't make it complicated some companies we have the best restaurant in the world called whataburger here in corpus christi but they make it complicated to give feedback and i don't know why they do that they don't have to but they'll bring you a receipt that's about 11 feet long and they'll explain to you that when you call in and put in this code you can give them feedback on their service and then you could win a free whataburger or drink or something like that which i know to them makes sense but when you're going through the drive-thru, you don't want the 11-foot receipt, and you're certainly not going to keep it long enough to make the phone call. They need to come up with a way for you to give feedback that's quicker and easier than the way they're doing it right now. Great. Just Water- a criticism. <laughs> and Whataburger, you can send that free coupon for the Whataburger that uh, Brandon just earned here at info at beyondtherut.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, or be a sponsor. Come on, Waterburger. I love Waterburger. In fact, when I was deployed to Iraq in 2003, uh, we were going around, uh, like, we literally had a campfire going on in Baghdad, and we were asking each other, what do you want to do when you get back to uh, to the States? And, you know, we were stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia, and I just said, guys, I've only eaten there once, but I want to go back to my wife's hometown in Corpus Christi, Texas, and as soon as we cross the Texas state border, I want to stop in Orange, Texas, at that Whataburger, and I, I want a Whataburger. I am craving a Whataburger so badly right now, and I've only had it one time. And they're like, "Man, that's that's good." And we almost got we almost started crying around the campfire because we missed Whataburger. <laughs> a great story about Whataburger listening to their customers too. For the longest time, they didn't serve French fries. Oh yeah. Whenever he first started Whataburger, they didn't have French fries because he said, "Who in the world would want potatoes with their hamburger?" Mm-hmm. And he finally gave in and listened to the customer base and started making French fries. Oh yeah, and. And they have great fries. They so. do, yes. <laughs> uh, now, I, I'm sure some of our listeners, if not a lot of our listeners, have a job of some kind. Maybe it's a corporate job. I have a corporate job. And so maybe somebody's hitting a rut within that job. And so along the same lines of asking people and knowing whether it's time to throw in the towel or just simply go in a different direction, who could they talk with at work to get themselves out of the rut they may feel like they're in? I think that's when it's really valuable to go to somebody in a completely different department than you. I have I have a lady that I talk to at our, our company. I have a corporate job, too, and uh, we do completely different things, but I can bounce things off of her. It's how I can do things better and and how I could maybe expand or do something different in my position. But also, uh, in our company at least, a lot of hiring is done from within. So self, not self-promotion, but internal promotion, I guess is what it's called. Uh, apply for a job that's completely out of your uh, expertise and see if you can do it. 
Or what we do a lot of too is cross training where you just get to go sit with somebody in that department and uh, spend the day with them or four hours with them and learn their job and see if you like it. You might pick up some tips to keep your job growing or you may decide you just want to go in a different direction. The key is you're not dead. Keep growing. Keep challenging yourself. Don't stay in the same direction or as we like to call it around here, a rut. Mm -hmm. I know my preference is to simply just go straight to the stakeholders I work with. So there's another department I I work with. And if I feel like my relationship with them or just my work product is is getting kind of stale, I just go to them like, hey, how are things going? What can I do to serve you better? Like what's going well? What's not going well? And at first, they, they'll be nice. They'll be like, oh, yeah, things are going good. I'm like, okay, well, what about this specific area? What can we do better? How can I better work with you on that? And then like, oh, wow, um, uh, we didn't know how to broach that to you. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's let's go this direction instead. So just working up the courage to even ask, hey, is this something we can work on? How's this going? Can we do this better? How can I better do this for you? And And if they're willing to work with you, I think that's just a good sign. You just need to simply take a different direction at work in, in some processes. Uh, but I've also worked in places where they, they, there was no feedback. Hey, how can I better communicate with you, Eric? And Eric is like, we're good. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, yeah. you know, deep down inside, it's like, no, things are not good. I'm ready to quit on you. Uh, so <laughs> and the key is, like you just said, uh, is give them permission. You know, I want you to critique the way I write, the way I format, the way I present, the the method that I'm getting it to you. Maybe I deliver the product every Friday at three o'clock. You'd rather have it on Thursday or you'd rather have it the following Monday. Uh, and, and if you have these conversations and give people permission to speak into your life, a lot of times they'll give you permission to speak into their life. I know that um, my boss has a habit of sending emails late at night that he likes to work late and that's what he likes to do. I don't get email late at night, so that's fine. It, it shows up first thing in the morning. But I told him if there's something you want me to hit first, wait until about 7.30, 7.45 the next morning and then send it because then it's going to be on the top of my list when I get there. And, and that kind of feedback people really want. You know, I, I hate the way you always have this meeting at 10 o'clock. Is there any way we can have it at nine? You know, give people permission to speak into your life and generally they will, but then take that criticism. Don't say, well, you know, the reason we do it at 10 is because you are an idiot and you won't show up to the nine o'clock meeting and, you know, take the criticism and, and use it for what it's worth. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Great, I love that. I was also making some notes here because as I was listening to you speak, I was thinking, this is why Brandon and I always talk about you have to have a plan too. So <laughs> how do you know that you're in a rut? 
you have a written plan and it tells you you're in a rut because in that plan, you should have some things in there that are called metrics, some sort of measure, a quantifiable or a qualitative type of measure that says, I will reach success when this is happening. And, and so how do you know when it's time to throw in the towel or just simply shift directions? Your plan should have some metrics that let you know, hey, we're starting to dip in this area. We're starting to dip in that area. What were the processes again that allowed us to, to bring those numbers up? And, and then reevaluate that plan. Um, Brandon, what are your thoughts on that? That's so good because you, you have that initial success and you're like, wow, now I'm, I'm right where I wanted to be. Well, this podcast and this business is, is right where we had hoped it would be, but it's just where it's supposed to be now. Two weeks from now, we're behind the curve if we're not moving forward and growing and expanding. And that involves, you know, some fear. You have to, to step out. So looking at your plan and going, you know, by, uh, this date in February, I thought I would be further along or I thought I would earn mm-hmm. more or lose more weight or be somewhere different. And I'm not. I need to go evaluate that. What are my metrics telling me that I need to do in order to fit the right direct or go in the right direction? That's a good point. Cool. So we've given them lots of tips on how to evaluate their current situation and, and know what kind of adjustments they need to make. So a lot of it has been about how to know that you just simply need to make a, a pivot, uh, a shift, or go in a different direction. How do they know when it's time to actually throw a towel? That one's hard because you you have a lot of other people generally dependent on you. And, you know, I know we make the uh, reference to campaigns, but aside from the politician, there's a lot of people really counting on them to be successful. So if you quit, you're emotionally going to affect some people and you've yeah. got to be prepared for that. But you also want to make sure that you've been honest about where you wanted to go and you're not getting there with the current tools or the current environment you're in. So it's time to throw in the towel and 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 reevaluate everything. We're not in any way suggesting that you storm out of your office and just quit and, you know, burn the place down as in the movies <laughs> and stuff like that. Have, you Have a plan. Yeah. The plan is the essential part of the whole conversation. And if the plan is not working, maybe it's time to throw in the towel on that plan and do a new one. Yeah. I, I was again, listening to you speak. And besides thinking about, uh, the guy from office space with the red stapler and, <laughs> uh, I was, I was thinking about the interview we had with Davidson young on episode 22. See, I have to go back to the show notes and double check, but whatever the actual episode is, I'll put that in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 20, 28, because 27 is with Jody Mayberry. And you guys know that because you subscribe to the show. Exactly. (laughs) And this is why Jerry doesn't like to talk off the cuff, but I am, dang it. Uh, Anyway, Davidson had talked about how your career is not in silo of everything else in your life. And so uh, hopefully you have a life plan. Hopefully you know what you want your life to look like and you're making adjustments as you go. And in fact, for me, I I used to be in real estate. I was in real estate as a realtor for five years. It took me two years to quit. (laughs) It was a two year process because I have never quit anything in my life. You had to kick me out if you didn't want me around because I am not a quitter. That's true. He's hard to get rid of. I am. That's why I'm the host of this show. Brandon, uh, he just won't go to the courthouse and get that uh, restraining order on me. <laughs> uh, in, in any case, yeah, I made the, let's see, I got into real estate in 2006, but I knew at the end of 2009, I no longer had the heart for it. Uh, the market had shit. It wasn't as lucrative as I thought it would be, but I just couldn't find myself to quit. 
it was by the end of 2010, I finally looked at my entire life plan. I looked at the state of my family. I looked at the state of our income. So I had some metrics, our income statement. Uh, I, <laughs> I had um, some other metrics like uh, the happiness amongst our family. I simply went to my family and asked how they felt about my career in real estate. And, and my wife just said, Jerry, it's time for you to hang it up. And so at, at the end of that, uh, we, we had a strong talk. I looked at my life plan. I realized the only really reason I was in real estate was because I wanted to learn how to run a business. I wanted to increase my ability to do sales. I wanted some sales numbers under my belt. Turns out I had accomplished those things. So why right. was I sticking it out in real estate? Because I had no ambition to be a broker. I had no ambition to have my own TV show. Uh, you know, I didn't want to be on house hunters, but I accomplished the goals I had. And now it was at the point where I was hurting my family financially. And so when I looked at all those pieces together, all my life, looked at those metrics, I finally turned to live and I said, okay, so where do I go from here? And she said, Jerry, you know, look at yourself. You're, you're really good as a speaker and you're really good at educating people. So look into being a corporate trainer and an education consultant of some kind. Look into that. You're good at that. You facilitate training really well. Do it. Go back. And that's an important distinction because you didn't quit necessarily. You just went to the right direction. Yeah. You, you, you pivoted. And, and that's the distinction is don't quit something. Keep moving. You know, you only quit when you die. So keep moving in the direction that you should be going in. And if you look at it in that positive spin, then it makes it a good move. And it certainly worked out great for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, income actually had numbers to it. <laughs> and I'm doing really well in the job I have now. I, I'm working. At, I've mentioned it before. I'm in the largest international Catholic healthcare system as an education consultant. And we just had a, a rough uh week this past week, but it was a good rough week. We launched a new leadership training program. And, uh, right after that, the next day I got on a plane, I flew to Dallas, got off the plane and I facilitated a, a team building exercise around the disc program. You yeah, hugged everybody I worked with, spoke with my boss for about 15 minutes, uh, just to do a rounding type thing. How are things going? Jumped back on a, jumped in a cab, barely got back to the airport in time and flew back home. And, and then I, I just, I was spent. I was done. I was tired. But if I felt good about it, too. I always find it interesting when somebody says they got on a plane and flew to Dallas, because the only way you can fly to Dallas is to get on the plane. That's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless, of course, you can just fly if you're Superman or something like that. Then. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there was no plane involved. So apparently just so the, wearing the T-shirt under your suit doesn't help. I've, I've tried that. So don't do it. So, the moral point to the story is you can change directions and we that's what we want to inspire you to do. And that's what this episode is all about. I hope it has been just that for you. Yes. And we are not running a political campaign with Donald Trump. Just just a disclaimer at the end. So if you were writing that email during the whole episode, go ahead and delete it. <laughs> that was just a now go ahead and send it. it. I bet it's really, really good. Go okay. ahead and send it. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. If, if you love him or hate him, send it because I want to read it. Those are going to be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. No one's really emailed us yet, so let's do that. Let's do that. People have texted you. Uh, yeah. And people have talked to us in person, and, and and they've contacted us indirectly. But email us at info at beyondtherut dot com and uh, you know let us know how things are going. We also have an alternate email, but you know go with that one. That's the one we paid for. <laughs> and and how do they call us? Oh, and I was just about to say it, so I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, call us. We've got a number where you can send in a voicemail, and that number is 
1-800-273-3788. I've got it written down in front of me because I messed up when I was interviewing Jody Mayberry in episode 27. And so I said, I'm, I'm writing it down. It's going to be posted in front of me. And that's the script I read from every time. So 361-596-3788. Give us a call and ask us a question. Give us some feedback. I mean, if it's some cool feedback or some insights that you came up with while listening to our show, we'll put it on a future episode and give you a shout out and say thanks for calling in. We'll also, if it's a great question, we'll use that in a future episode. So uh, we hope to hear from you either by email, by Facebook, which is facebook.com slash beyond the rut. Uh, I just saw Brandon's face. He's like, Oh, do we know that? I'm like, yeah, I know that one. Uh, we're also on Twitter at beyond the rut. So we, we kept it very simple. So you can reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, by email, by phone. And let's see, we also would love your support. And the best way you can support our show is to share us with a family, a friend, a coworker, this episode or another episode that you've listened to. So if, if there's somebody you know who could be impacted positively by the episodes that we put out, just share the link them or send them to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then if you're on iTunes, subscribe to us, rate our show, leave us a review, and that helps boost us amongst the other podcasters out there. We thank you for listening, and we hope to hear you from you, and we hope you listen to us again in a future episode. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.